0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast, and I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapesi, and alongside me, as always, is...
1: favoring a 49er victory in the first round of the playoffs.
0: You are a real son of a bitch, you know that? I know. And your music is still playing. (laughs) (laughs) My God. You know, I thought last weekend when we rehearsed, I'm sorry, not rehearsed. When we, last weekend when we were recording the show, and I was excited about the prospect of our football teams playing each other in the first round of the playoffs, NFL playoffs, 2022, I didn't think that I would feel the way I do today. Just
1: utter apathy, indifference, and
0: despair? You know, we lost. I say we because I'm on on the payroll, as you know. And um, (laughs) as asshole fan number 45. And uh, (laughs) I just, you know, at the beginning of the game, just set the tone for me and um, at that point, I honestly felt we... You had acquiesced. Yes. You
1: capitulated to the inevitable defeat. I will say this. I was sweating and pacing more than I should have thanks to what nearly amounted to a second-half collapse of near-epic proportions. Thankfully, I was spared that utter tragedy, at least for this week.
0: I, uh, I, Not to let go on a, a long... A rabbit hole on this game for those of us, for, for those of you who don't who don't care, but uh, within the first five minutes, I I thought I don't think we've got it this week. It just didn't feel right. Uh, inevitably, I was proven correct, but uh, not without some late drama, just to add a little bit of hope to my life. But as we always know, it's the hope that kills you. And um, here I am, kind of indifferent, but also bitter and annoyed. And you know that's sports. Yay, yeah. sports. We've got Pearl Jam to keep us company. Though. Lift us up. Well, guys, go. um, I think if you were gonna ever rate us or review us, it would be on that banter alone, just talking about <laughs> nothing related to Pearl Jam. So get on, you know, Spotify, give us a rating, give get on Apple, give us a rating, write a review, you know, all that fabulous stuff and follow us on all those social media platforms that people Say that they hate, but are on anyways. So here we are. It was the third week of uh, 2022. And I don't know what prompted this. Oh, yes, I do. Just kidding. So there's an article that popped up recently uh, in a thread of uh, my work friends. And it was uh, from mcsweeneys.net. I don't know what that is. Internet tendency. Some, someone's blog, I guess. Someone's blog. And the blog... It came out this past week. It's called "What Your Favorite Sad Dad Band Says About You," <laughs> and this person picked like 15 bands that he considered sad dad rock, including, um, including Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. He wrote, he I'll just rifle them up real fast: The Warren Drugs, The National, Wilco, Pavement, Pearl Jam, Bright Eyes, Father John Misty, Arcade Fire, Bon Iver, Modest Mouse, My Morning Jacket, Pixies, Everclear, Death Cab for Cutie, The Mountain Goats, The New Pornographers, Else. LCD Sound System, Counting Crows, and R.E.M. Now, he had very humorous descriptions uh, for those bands of, of, of which band you most align with. Uh, funnily enough, I did not get Pearl Jam. Uh, I think what most aligned with me was Wilco, but, uh, by, by his writing at least. But it got me thinking. It got me thinking, you know, what Pearl Jam album is, is most you and I? And I was like, well, that's that's fine, but that we wouldn't, really, we wouldn't have a whole lot of conversation there. It'd kind of be like, okay, it's that one, or that one. Or it might be just be too difficult because the albums are kind of uh, so grand and so um, expansive that maybe it doesn't really work. But, but what if we chose the song, one song from each of the 11 albums that most connected to us, most related to us, that was... The song that, that struck the most personal chord with us. And there might be my, multiple songs on each record that you, some part of your life or some part of your personality really, really um, attaches to. But you got to pick one. So we're going to go through this. We're going to go through the whole catalog, all 11 albums. And we're each going to pick a song from each album that most represents us. And we'll tell you why. Sounds like a good idea.
1: That sounds like a great idea
0: okay i will uh caveat at the top identity saying, crisis <laughs> commence yes there we go um i will say at the very top that i did get an extra nerdy on this one and created a, a track listing um i don't think i ever told you that so you're just going to give us um the, the bare meat and the bones right uh yeah are we going to alternate i think we should alternate okay yeah we'll will alternate so do you, first, you want to go to first you want would like me to go first
1: uh, I, I'm, I'm happy to go first. Okay. Well, I, we I should winners. Go first. Typically. So. God,
0: <laughs> <big asshole.
1: laughs> All right, here we go. whole episode uh, is going to be like
0: this guys. Yes. <laughs> so
1: listen, I, I'm going to, you did a, a wonderful track listing, which I appreciate and love that it's going to add a, a wrinkle to this exercise. I did not do that. Instead, I'm going to go through the catalog in chronological order and we're going to start let, with 10.
0: Let me ask you this. Is it yes. would it be would it be uh more dramatic if you went in reverse chronological order? No. I feel, like, I feel like fans would might be interested to know which ten and verses and vitality songs most are are most applicable as opposed to the left. Your choice. I'm just putting it out there, or you can go random.
1: Mm. I would argue the contrary, my good man. I would say that songs from the most recent album will probably be more of interest. And I'll tell you why. We've actually spoken about some of these early albums. I would argue ad nauseum. So, okay,
0: I think it's the gigaton stuff. that's uh, Plus, I think it's more reflective of where I'm at now. See, I, I'm going to agree with you on that specific point, and you'll find okay. out why when we get to my, my thing. So you go first, give me your 10 song
1: okay so song from 10 for me is black and not only because it's my favorite song on the album shocker there i know and not only because it's my favorite song in the catalog but more importantly uh unrequited love was a theme for me for a period of my youth and i think that you know for, for me to connect with the song and for me to connect with um i guess the various themes of this particular track for so long, it, there's something about this th- 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 this idea. You know, I know someday you'll have a beautiful life. I know you'll be a star in someone else's sky, but why can't it be mine? I know what that feels like. And for a while, I think I, I gravitated around that idea, but not in a way that was unhealthy, almost romanticizing the concept of it because I had found a song that so beautifully was able to articulate it. And, and, and that's the, the wonderful, most powerful thing about music to me is how it, you, can, you can find a way, You know, I'm gonna quote Andy Wood here, music is a universal language. This idea that y- you can find a way to, to speak through music, a feeling that perhaps could not be voiced or expressed any other way. And the ability to do that, it's almost an empowering feeling. Uh, it, it, it's it's similar to going to a foreign country and being able to speak the native tongue of the people there. And and the level of comfort, even though you don't belong in that space per se, is something similar to that for me. So I'm going to go with Black for that reason. Also, how could I not start off with arguably, you know, not arguably, my favorite track in the catalog clearly is a song that I would
0: say is, is a pr- pretty intimate reflection of who I am that um i will say is the least surprising thing about this episode i know i'm, but, I'm always but i it, bury it, the lead but listen <laughs> it's a great it's a great choice and i know why and there's there's a reason why people have attached themselves to it or latched onto it or really appreciated it and because it's unrequited love is a very common thing for most people uh i'm going to start my record if you will the jason record with um my choice from gigaton Mm -hmm. and that is whoever said okay so the way i'm looking at it is the state of the world foreshadowing kind of the end of the album as well and it's it's all about my state of mind currently i I wanted to kind of hit you guys uh with the most current state of me and I, i cannot be content with the status quo and i have i have not given up on satisfaction and i think that this opening track from gigaton eight is a great job of opening up a record and two i think it's going to be a great um bookend to how i'm going to close this record um and it's 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 kind of an annoyed positivity does that make sense like yeah this song like you, it, it's basically throwing it out there Like this is what's happening out there But I am not cool with that Now I'm going to change shit And I'm not going to let this um, This world This state of the state of the world um, Affect my state of mind I'm going to go out there And find satisfaction regardless So I nice. think that was a cool way To open things up With the here and now And then hit you with Kind of the things that got me To that point As we yeah. go So I'm starting off with Whoever said it from Gigaton I love it What do you got from Versus? I'm going to
1: go Dissident Oh, nice! I, I love okay. a good fiction. Yeah, I love a good fiction, especially one that deals with conflicts of morality, like this mm. song does. And, and I think, as as somebody who uh, uh, you know prides himself on on being a, a scribe, as it were, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, it's hard for me not to love a a song that uh, really paints a portrait of somebody at odds with doing the right thing, but feeling compelled, or I should say feeling um, shackled by, by the the fear of being able to do so the gravity and, and, and the cost. And so I, th- this song I've always thought was, was, was a really interesting foray, you know, a little expose in, in, into what that's like. So.
0: And it's a hell of a song musically. It sure uh, is. That's, that's a great choice. Um, I think it's going to be interesting, by the way, as we go kind of, peeling back the layers of, of why or how you are as you are, or why yeah. you are the way you question. are, you know, and, and for me too. And the, the, the cool um, experiment that we're doing here, guys, I would love for you guys to tell us ours. I'm sorry. Tell us your track listing or tell us your choices for which songs in each album pinpoint you and why, because maybe one of you had a really traumatic experience with your parents and daughter speaks to you and, and not the, we want you to necessarily, give out that information if you don't if you don't want to but you know if you can say hey this is this song affected me and you know we can kind of fill in the gaps like that's pretty powerful stuff and um i'd be interested to know which songs kind of hit the most or tick the most boxes for most of you anyways my second track uh after whoever said would be my choice from binaural and that would be Break or Fall. Ah. Musically, this has to come next in my track listing. And this one is an ode to girlfriends' past, although one is prominent in my mind. And I think you can't really live in the present or plan for the future if you don't acknowledge and learn from your past. And from a love perspective, here is me looking back at some of those who needed love to break their fall and despite my best efforts could not give them that and so they you know that they threw their pity party and they were yelling and screaming but it was something where they they had their own issues and they needed love to save them and it was offered to them but they they didn't see it as it was and decided to burn the world down around them Hmm. so unfortunately this song is applicable to me in that sense um, I wish that it wasn't and I wish that I could have chosen something like I um, mean I don't know I mean something like um, grievance could have been applicable too if I was to think about you know that state of time at least of, of you know anti-war and, and and big government and all that stuff but I feel like I maybe I might take those boxes later on in my, in my thing here so break or fall taking off the old relationships box and, nice. and there we go Yeah. What do you got next?
1: I'm going into Vitology here. I'm going with Nothing Man. My second favorite track in the Pearl Mm -hmm. Jam catalog. uh, I guess the reason why is because this line has always stuck with me and he who forgets will be destined to remember. You know, the older I get, uh, the more I really start to see patterns in the choices that I've made and the greater the sense of urgency to have the courage to make better choices for my sake and that of my children. Uh, Now, for my daughter's first birthday, I, I built her this collage of quotes. I kind of crammed them all together and they, they make kind of a, almost like a, what's well, a collage. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> essentially, I found these quotes through months and months of research, and I thought that they comprised a world of just sage advice. And for bedtime stories, for a long time, I would reference a quote and then I'd spin a yarn around it, right? And what I've learned is that it's really practice over preaching that's going to have a more lasting impact. And that, you know, I I could spin 50 yarns or 365 yarns uh, around these quotes. But at the end of the day, it's what I model for my kids. It's the choices that I make that ultimately are going to reverberate most. And so it just kind of reminds me of uh, the need to, to, to not repeat certain patterns you know as i said as we get older we just start to become more aware more self-aware and so being able to spot those patterns i think has been crucial and important for me but it's also uh, the the sense of urgency that i mentioned is, is, is paramount as well
0: interesting that you took a song about a romantic relationship and messing that up but was it you're able to pull something out of that and reapply it and that makes it your most attributable track. Yeah. I wonder how often it's going to happen here, or if things are going to be as direct as maybe one... I guess the more direct it is, the more easier it is to choose the track, but like, sure, would you, did you find Vitalogy tough? Um,
1: you know, some of those stories in that, in that album or on that album are, are very intimate, but they're also uh, very uniquely singular in what they're about. And I found that a lot of what speaks to me on that particular album lyrically are, are just kind of a, a collage of lines, as it were, to, you know, no, no pun intended. And so this particular line has always stood out to me as, as one to remember. Um, and like I said, you know, the more I start to recognize patterns in my life, the more I become conscious of which ones to to continue, you know, that need to persist and which ones I need to be more conscious about changing. So I, I think uh, it's hard for me to think of Vitology without eventually circling back to that line. And I think it plays well with the title of the album, Vitology, you know?
0: Yeah. It's a good show. All right. So we went from whoever said in breaker fall, and I'm going to stick with Vitology for my third track here. And I'm choosing whipping. And I think for a long time, I've had massive frustrations with government and those in charge. Not always, but, but for large swaths of time. And especially when I was younger. Formative years, your, your, your college years, when you, when you think you're really idealistic and all that stuff. It felt like no matter what, we were being shit on. And the music makes total sense coming after these first two songs. It's totally ratcheted up here. And I love that. I always kind of like that, that, that track listing where things kind of go up and up and up for the first couple tracks. Yeah. Now, this fueling the haves controlling the have-nots. Ugh, my God. I even felt it in high school between some other students and myself and the whole like fall in line or else kind of thing. Like mm, I just yeah. I never I never wanted to do that. And it always bugged me. I was and still am in some respects sick of being forced to feel like I am lesser or that I, my opinions don't matter. And the song has evolved a bit in the sense that I I think I've been able to use my hard, hard head to level myself up <laughs> But it's now listened to and sung with those in mind who still haven't, who still feel like they're being whipped in in our society. So the song has turned from a personal thing into an empathy kind of song for me, being mad for those who still feel held down. So it's kind of of like a a transitional, like it lives in two spaces. It used to work for me in a personal way. It now works for me in an empathetic kind of way. So I like that this this song has grown with me, whereas song song some songs tend not to, and you just kind of find some nostalgia with them. So that 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 was kind of a, a, a tiebreaker of sorts for some albums, where it was like, okay, what's it going to be, and like what song has transitioned well and still yeah. works today? You know,
1: yeah, you know, it's funny. There's a lot of songs in the catalog that kind of they take that <clears throat> that approach. You know, they they walk that line of really criticizing authoritarianism and 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 uh uh, promoting thinking for yourself there's also a lot of tracks in the catalog that really uh go after faith to a degree at least organized religion Mm -hmm. and so i was curious whether or not you would choose a slew of songs in those boxes to double down on those ideas or if you would just choose one So I'm I'm actually curious to see where where things go from here with your track listing.
0: You'll find out soon. Mm. So you would be on no code next. So what do you have for no code? I'm going around the bend. I thought you might.
1: Yeah. And mostly because I have to admit, man, kids, my children, by far the best thing that's ever happened to me. And the, the more I'm with them and the older they get, the more I realize that the weight of responsibility for them is crushing. But it's necessary. It's necessary to make me the best version of me that I can be, and so it, there's not a day that goes by where I don't question myself. I don't wish I could take certain things back, do certain certain things over, and uh, it, that that part hurts. But that hurt is good. That that those wounds keep me fresh. They allow me to keep growing. You know, they allow me to to to, to challenge myself and maintain a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset. And uh, I'm grateful to them for that. Obviously, that, that's that's not why they're in my world. Is not you know they're not some avatar or some type of uh, foil to help me be a better person per se. Uh, but at the same time, I think that, that that's part of the, uh, the 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 byproduct, I guess. I was gonna say I it's suppose. a lovely byproduct. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So let me go with around the bend. A a very good choice. Uh, I will let you know soon enough whether or not I go that route as well. Uh, seeing as I, I also have the children. But uh, before we get there, I'm going to give you my ten choice. Oh boy. Uh, we, we are at track one, two, three, four for me. And so thinking of how an album would flow, I liked putting Jeremy here. Oh, this is so, interesting. Yes. So I mentioned empathy at the end of the last track, talking about whipping, how it's turned into an mm-hmm. empathetic track for me. So speaking of empathy, the first song to truly get me into the band has to be in my thing. Just like for you, Black is your favorite song. I've mentioned it before, how Jeremy was a song that kind of got me on the path. Yep. This is my choice from 10, and it actually wasn't that hard. No I've ever been a, a victim of gun violence, but it's pretty much evolved and been a thing as I've grown up, as we've grown up. I was a junior in high school when Columbine happened. And as I got older, the shootings became more common. Kids and adults with mental health problems started turning their rage outward instead of keeping it inside and in destructive ways. And they felt some strange sense of acceptance or or duty to right all their perceived wrongs in the most brutal of ways. This song predates much of all of that. And to this day, I get chills listening to it. The studio version, the bootlegs, seeing it live in person, it still hits me. For, uh, and it, maybe it's just the personal because it was the first true love song for me. But my desire for mental health awareness and, and solutions, as well as common sense gun control, and not anti Second Amendment here, just common fucking sense in the 21st century means that this song, with all the power it, it emanates, has to be on my list. It had to, you know, the, the mental health and, and and gun control have kind of force themselves into the front of American society in the last 20 to 25 years.
1: No question. and It's
0: something that everybody has an opinion on and something that really has bugged me for a long time. Um, and so if I'm trying to take many different boxes, like a 360 view of who I am and what things really kind of um, appeal to me or, or, or you know, yeah, I guess would be, you know, part of my personality or why I go out and do the things that I do or vote the way I do or, or teach my kids the way that I teach them this and what it stands for are right there. And this was for me, the best opportunity to do it. Um, I didn't have a lot of unrequited love as a kid. I just didn't, I didn't have a lot of relationships where I uh, was with somebody and then it all went to hell. Um, that isn't to say that everything was hunky dory. and just didn't mm. work out in that quite, in quite that way. And some of the other stuff on the record, I think, just doesn't didn't relate to me um, in a personal in a personal way. So for me, Jeremy was kind of an easy choice. Um, considering makes sense.
1: Makes sense. I wouldn't have pegged that song for what, you. Here, what would you have thought? I thought maybe I don't know, man. Maybe Garden or. Um, I thought you might go with uh, something like even flow, just talk about uh, social consciousness and, 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 you know, uh, different issues. And and then, but you know what, for the same reasons I would have suggested even flow, I think Jeremy works as well. Just the idea that, you know, you, you want to be an active conscious voter, somebody who, who, uh, you know, speaks out against things that you don't believe in. So I think, both songs make really good sense. But
0: yeah, and, and again, like you, you mentioned it just a minute ago, you were wondering how I was going to go along with um, certain kind of tent poles of uh, who I am uh, outwardly, as far as you know what what sociopolitical things I really support or, or um, am passionate about. And this was one of those things. And the more broader scale um, idea that you um, just talked about with EvenFlow, I think whipping. Ticks that box a little bit. And I think in a couple of other songs later on here also tick that. So I didn't want to just hit that out of the park with one fell swoop. I want to be a little bit more specific because I thought Makes that I sense. could. Yeah. All right. So you're going to yield next. Mm-hmm. What do you got?
1: Wish list. Nice. Uh, the Christmas tree. I wish I was the star that went on top. I wish I was the full moon shining off of Camaro's hood. There might not be two more perfect lines to describe me in the entire Pearl Jam catalog. <laughs> and I will just leave it at that.
0: <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Short I, I, and
1: sweet. I, I, you know, man, it's uh I, I love Christmas, obviously, but there, there's something about being Christmas that just it's like <laughs> it's just fully immersing yourself. And that that beautiful image. I mean, it's I could not wish to be anything more than that. There's something about the 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 beauty of simplicity, the extraordinary and the ordinary that I'm drawn to, and the ability to see that. I think, you know, there's a William Carlos Williams poem I've, I've referenced on this podcast before called The Red Wheelbarrow. So much depends mm. upon a red wheelbarrow glazed with rainwater beside the white chickens. And, you know, I, I'll never forget that poem because I think it encapsulates this idea that if you can find the extraordinary in the ordinary you know, so your ability to do that so much depends on your ability to do that happiness itself dare i say and and so i think that 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 song wishlist is very much about that in a lot of ways and uh i'm
0: going with the, uh, i'm going with wishlist for that reason okay okay so uh no all those yesterdays okay got it fair enough <laughs> well you know what uh my next track is also from yield that worked out well uh what were we on like five or six? I forget what number we're on. But um my choice from yield was was tough, but this one was always a favorite in the shadows for me. An underrated track. Can you guess what it is? From yield, I'm gonna go in hiding. Close but no cigar. I am going, no, I am going with Faithful, my friend. Ah,
1: okay, that's fair.
0: I've always loved the triangular song composition, and I think quieting things down uh, a bit after that furious start makes sense from a track listing perspective. Now, the lyrics here, though, the motifs of starting to question what you believe in, questioning what your parents and teachers told you, even if you ultimately bought in. Uh, It was important to at least check it, right? And for me, questioning religion, all of them, but starting with my very own, and at such an age that I could truly understand why I didn't have this affinity for the concept in years prior. I was 16 when Yield came out, the tour I saw my first show on, and this song always stuck out to me. It's not been played much live by comparison, and it's not a fan favorite, but I love it, and it allowed me to feel confident in questioning my religious upbringing and thinking it was okay to do so. Not only that, but it was okay and probably even healthier to choose to believe in myself more. A great song in a very formative part of my life. And it, it, it's not necessarily an anti-religion song, um, but it's a trust yourself and believe in yourself first and, and that was important at that time of my life. So I, I'm, I'm glad that I heard the song when I did. And it kind of slightly tweaked my my, my trajectory in life. Um, as a lot, so a lot of these songs kind of did kind of slowly kind of tweak you to kind of change your trajectory as you go through life. And this one was a, was a big inflection point for me. Nice. So where are we now? We're at uh, Binaural for you? We are at Binaural. All right. What do we, we got for you? Going Evacuation oh my god are you serious
1: i am uh you know this wow. I, i'm not a fan of the song at all uh, i've been a strong strong proponent of cutting it from the album this I is think the first if, if, time
0: we've ever actually mentioned the song in one of these kinds of like pick songs to do whatever i I'm know sure it's, I,
1: just... it's I, I you know i was the first to say if when we retracted i said look retract binaural take the song out let leave, leave it on the cutting room floor i i would have been happy with that but uh I'm listening to these lyrics though. The sirens scream wanton attention, time to take heed and change directions, time to take stock and make omissions, evacuation, time to take leave of all formal functions, time to plant seeds of reconstruction, no time, this time to feign reluctance. I think that I'm at a place in my life and, and have been ever increasingly so where uh, I, I can't just continue to sit idly by. I feel this, 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 compulsion to, to to somehow play a part in solutions to make a difference rather than to just sit off on the sidelines playing armchair quarterback uh, whining and complaining um, and there's a responsibility you know I, I when I was a teacher I mean I, I would tell my students that you have a right to learn you do and every kid has a right to learn but you also have a responsibility to learn and if you're being given that opportunity that quite frankly, a lot of people in the world don't have, and for centuries, billions were denied the right to. If you have this opportunity, you need to make, make the most out of it. So I feel like that there's something in this song, Evacuation, that really speaks to the need to um, to, to, to be a part of reconstruction, to, to try and piece back together where we continually find a way to keep eroding and breaking and, and, and destroying. Um, and, and and to stop pretending to be reluctant to do so. I mean, there's there's no time like the present, you know, now. And so the older I get, the, the more of a sense of urgency I, uh, I keep feeling. And it's the second time I've mentioned that phrase. So I think that, that says a lot about mm. where I'm at in my life, you know, um, so I'm gonna go with evacuation for that reason. This is far less, I mean, it, it's interesting because I, here I've cited two songs that are some of my favorites in the catalog. And I think that did play you know, some role in why I chose those songs as reflections of who I am, but also here's a song that, quite frankly, I, I could very handily do without <laughs> in the catalog. And but, but lyrically, I think in so many ways it it uh, it defines a, a big part of who I am right now. So,
0: do you think then? And we've done this with other songs in the past, where we kind of find something about it that goes, "Huh, not as whatever as it was before." So in ways it kind of grows for, for the better. Um, last week with Lethal Records play, we we found a little little shine that we didn't see before. Save you, I've mentioned before, is one of those kinds of songs that had something more to it that we, that we thought than we originally thought. Is what is it about this song that you don't like? That this is, that these lyrics are fighting against? Musically,
1: I, I don't think uh, I don't like the. I, the sound of it I, i'm not a fan of uh of anything about it musically i don't hmm. like the chorus it's none of it speaks to me i mean I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and say that it's a crap song i mean i th- there are people that like the song you know what i mean so it cl- clearly the band did something here that was unique for and, and it spoke to some folks but I, I think lyrically it it resonates for me but musically, I mean, I, th- th- there's nothing about it that I find appealing. I, mean, I, I don't find it catchy, interesting. Uh, you know, uh, it, it just doesn't sound, uh, there's no affinity for it for me. I mean, I, it, it's hard to describe. I mean, okay. It's, All right. yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I am going to go from faithful on yield. Um, my next track is my choice from riot act. Ooh. And it's, you are, and I Beautiful. chose, yeah, I chose this one because it's such a great example of how I feel about my marriage and my wife. Again, we're trying to tick a lot of boxes here that kind of totally fill out fill out who I am. Now, halfway through the record here, my my, my record, and we've only just started making a turn towards the positive. If you've noticed, <laughs> they've been pretty negative so far. Whoever said. Um, did set the table that these feelings would be coming, but specifically it's been pretty negative thus far. And I think in my chronology, this rings pretty true. But the last six years have been, have seen positivity and the feeling of being loved or to be in a relationship that is so rewarding. This song just makes sense. And it's one of my favorite pieces of music on the record. We both said that before. And I think this was another record that was hard to choose from. It was all about balance for me. And, you know, Half Full spoke to how I felt at the time, but I think Whipping and my next track kind of ticks that box. Save You and I and Mine also were very close. But again, I think I was able to tick those boxes with other songs. And You Are was my favorite expression of how I feel about my life. And from a musical and lyrical perspective, it just makes a whole lot of sense. Um, So it seems like a kind of a beacon uh, I know the word lighthouse or I guess tower, but I think about lighthouses um, kind of as as a beacon uh, on the record. So you are um, sticks out like a beautiful sore thumb, the, the best kind. And it uh, it has to be here for me. Love that, man. What do you got next? Because you're going to riot act as well. I am going to riot act. I'm
1: going with crop duster. Oh, nice. It's just a great, great exploration into existentialism. And I've always been fascinated with the 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 here and now and the why, and uh, I I think I will always continue to be because these are questions that don't have answers that I think will ever be accessible to me. So I, 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 it's it's very much built into the fabric of who I am. This this constant uh, exploration, this questioning into the depths and breadth of, of, of human nature and, and the dynamics of, of, of what we are, you know, where we come from, where we are, who we are. And uh, I don't know, I, I think uh, a song like this that kind of paints, paints an abstract picture of a lot of these ideas is uh, ca- kind of an accurate reflection of, of kind of my perspective on it, mostly because it's just a, a lot of impressionistic ideas that don't necessarily take root in anything real yet. Mostly, mostly because I I have more questions than answers. So
0: it's good to know that you have more questions than answers though, because people who think they have more answers than questions are generally less smart or less wise.
1: Yeah. I, i I find that as I get older, I used to think that I would get older and get wiser and I have more answers, you know, And, and I think that I have answers to questions I used to have. But in the process, you know, for every question I answer, I think I, I have now raised two more to mm-hmm. consider. So,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. that is that. That's how it goes, and that's how it should be. I think if you're yeah. one that's um, inquisitive, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go next uh, from you are on Riot Act to my choice from uh, from verses. So we got we got a positivity tra- uh, break with you are but I have to pick a song from Versus and, and this is it it's Rats interesting yes I thought you might think it's interesting may seem like an odd choice considering it's probably near the bottom of, of oh, it, the quality it's not that it record. may
1: seem it is an odd
0: choice <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's it's you know generally people think it's toward the bottom of the quality of the record and again not to say that it's not good it's just not it's a very high bar on that record and uh, but there's a couple of things for one, I personally have not been in such dark places that songs like Go, Animal, Wave Your Mirror, Daughter, or Blood talk about. I just I just haven't, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, WMA, for example, I really appreciate because of how I feel about that relationship between law enforcement and the black community, but I don't think I have enough personal experience with that to really stand above some of the others on the record.
1: Sure
0: indifference was close but again a little darker than I can relate to and I think I have other songs that kind of do that job. Rats speaks to my continued frustration with government and those in power who everything they can, who do everything they can to undermine progress and I want to say that I, I do not find the word progress political. To think progress is a word with a liberal agenda to me is asinine if 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 you think we you society doesn't need to progress then you think we're perfect the way that we are that stasis is okay and i say no way fuck that (laughs) there are people in power that will do everything they can to keep themselves there even if it means they have to lie and cheat and steal and pull the wool over the eyes of the people who are actually voting them into office and being represented by them and this idea that they're like rats But that ratchet actually more respectable (laughs) couldn't be said better. And I think people often think of this song as some sort of silly one, almost like I mentioned Save You a moment ago. Um, But then you dig a little deeper and there's something there. And I think it's a pretty powerful statement considering the dregs that currently hold office, both federally and locally. And this song will probably never go out of style uh, from a theme aspect. And that pisses me off. But that also means that even though for some people it seems like a sillier song from that record that kind of just sits there in 93 and they like to hear it every now and again just because for like nostalgia or whatever. Read it. Read the lyrics again. It, it may actually hold a little bit more water uh, over these last few years than, than you would like to remember.
1: Love it. Fine choice there.
0: Where are we at now? We're at, uh, we're at Avocado for you, yeah? We are. Okay. Yeah. I'm going with Gone Interesting, I almost chose that Yeah, you know,
1: this is a song I, I haven't really spoken About a lot on mm-hmm. this show um, But You know, it's a song about Kind of moving on You know, moving forward and, and, and leaving
0: Things behind you And It's a um, bit depressing, it's a bit almost I don't want to say suicidal, but there's, there's Some overtones there
1: it is but you know there's something about this perception that you know everything is not for not you know all is not gone and gone to use the the title if you if you make the conscious choice to embrace change um and, and i think that that's an important important thing to to live by um you know Look at the opening of this song. No more upset mornings, no more tired evenings. This American dream, I'm disbelieving. I've become more disillusioned, yet at the same time more impassioned with what it means to be an American than ever before in my life. Uh, It's never been more important to me to be an American. And there's never been a greater responsibility to me to be an American than there is now in my life. But I'm also more, as I said, disillusioned because of of, uh, just what's been happening in this country for the last 10 or 15 years. And so I I feel like this song very much speaks to the place that I'm in now in my life. And uh, it's not a song to me about just like running away. I I know that that's what's happening in the song to to a degree, you know, going to blow it all this time, take me one last ride. But I'm choosing to focus on on different parts of the the track that I think. And and I've done this in the past when we do Lyric of the Week, you know, I just can't help but feel like with a song like this, there's something very heavy, you know, that there's a weight to this idea that, you know, if you can choose change, that you don't have to drown under the weight of past mistakes. And so I I think that that's an important mantra in a lot of ways. And uh, for that reason, I think that song is a big part of who I am, at least lyrically. Mm. It's, it's pretty good musically as well. I mean I, I don't think it I don't think it's a big standout track, but I do like the uh, the ideas behind some of those sentiments.
0: yeah, no that that's that's a that's a good choice. It definitely, like I said it was close for me um, in a surprising way because I was kind of you know skimming through some lyrics and thinking about music and I'm like, God, that would actually be because you know you think about stuff like Life Wasted I haven't lived enough life to have um, right. That kind well, of, we have in theory, but well, I, I don't think we've made some that's true. colossal
1: mistakes necessarily. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, you know, worldwide suicide, maybe. Yeah. But, nah. So, yeah, um, great choice there. Uh, I am going to go next with my choice from uh, Lightning Bolt. Ooh. And um, so I, I ended the last song, rats being pissed off, <laughs> as many of these tracks have made me, or or, or speak to my pissed offness. And this track is Mind Your Manners. And I, I chose Mind Your Manners off Lightning Bolt uh, and slotted it here because I slotted it here next. But choosing from Lightning Bolt was very hard. And so many songs that I could relate to. And I was a little surprised by that. I, I think now that we've gone through this exercise a bit, um, we're nearing the end of it, uh, I'm realizing no, yeah the older those guys get the older i get the more i'm going to relate to maybe some of the older stuff a little bit more frequently Mm -hmm. um i was very close to picking future days considering it was my first dance song at my wedding but then i thought of uh, you know i got you are and the very next song to, to kind of tick those boxes um so i said no But what's something that really sticks in my craw and has for decades? Well, it comes back to hypocrisy and sanctimony of organized religion. And to go a step further and pronounce that I simply just don't believe um, that I'm not agnostic anymore. I I think I found this feeling some years ago um, after I found Faithful, probably in college, um, and I still subscribe to it. But this song isn't just about a personal lack of belief. It's also about the anger and frustration that too many in the religious community justify terrible actions with their faith. All the innocents out there. The church has been throwing them on a burning pile and telling everyone that they aren't. And so this this hypocrisy and this, this, this hurt is what I really want to focus on in in this song. Not not so much the Atheism part of it, which of course comes in hand in hand. That's where I
1: thought you were going. Yeah, And
0: and, and it shakes hands, obviously, with Faithful, and that's why I like the two to be on this track listing together, because they do kind of envelop the whole um, breadth of my feelings towards that genre. Um, But I really like this because it it rounds it out. The hypocrisy and the... Hypocrisy is one idea that has always ruffled my feathers but add to that actual pain and misery brought to many in god's name of course with the understanding that there are truly good people who find purpose and direction through the religion but there are certainly enough that don't um that i find this song so appropriate and in the worst way so i really wanted to kind of again in in a empathetic kind of way think about what what I don't believe in, but what it's done to so many. And we just literally had um, a, a psychopath piece of shit in Texas, you know, walk into a synagogue and hold people hostage. And luckily no that's, one was hurt. I know. Like this is what I'm talking about. Like this kind of shit. Um, so anyways, uh, that's um, I felt that that couple with faithful kind of was able to cover all those bases enough. Um, and because I have a couple of songs that, knock out of the park. And from a positive perspective about my wife, I felt that I could go with this and not have to pick future days, even though it hits a nail on the head. Nice. Nice. So where are you going next? We got backspacer. Yeah. uh, Yeah.
1: I'm going with the fixer. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not a particular endearing. I'm loving your choices. You know, this song defines me on so many levels. I, I cannot stare at a problem without, resisting the urge to, without without failing, largely to resist the urge to to try and fix it. Uh, it, 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 In some ways, I think it's one of my my better qualities, but in in other ways, it's a a character flaw. (laughs) Does
0: it frustrate your wife? Uh,
1: uh, Immensely. (laughs) But at the same time, um, I think that it's it's what's also made me successful in a lot of ways in Mm -hmm. life. Um, I don't think I would be where I'm at today if I wasn't so persistent in wanting to attack problems and find solutions as opposed to just sitting on the sidelines and you know complaining about them or, or being indifferent or apathetic. So I think that there's a positivity to me in that regard. I, I, I think that I... How do I say this? There is an idealist and an optimist in me and I think if there was ever a Pearl Jam song that that ever mined that territory, it would be this one. And so while I, I don't think it's their speed, I, I think it's an out-of-character song for Pearl Jam. And I, I think that uh, for that reason, it will always feel a little bit... It'll always kind of stick out like a sore thumb to to a degree. I, I also think that uh, I probably stick out like a sore thumb
0: in some cases
1: <laughs> too. So I'm going to go with the fixer here.
0: I like it. I like it. Well, my uh, my third-to-last track is also from Backspacer. And I wanted to round the album out in a positive note, uh, as I suggested uh, by the opener from Gigaton. So my choice from Backspacer is Force of Nature. Love that. I said when discussing You Are that there would be another song, the highlights how I feel about my marriage and my wife, and this is it. I spent a handful of weeks away from her two summers in a row because of work. Mm-hmm. I recall We were literally half a world away, and I equate the subject of this song with her. She was my beacon on dry land awaiting my arrival, and our love was strong enough to weather the time and distance. In fact, it may have strengthened it. You know, this has been, since Backspacer's release, probably one of my favorites off the record, if not my number one. And since I met my wife years later, uh, I think seven years later, it's only solidified its significance to me. And also, it kind of kicks ass musically. Mikey doing it again. So uh, I'm going to go Force of Nature off of Backspacer. And uh, yeah, I think that, that rounds out the, the happy love portion of Jason. I approve. Thank you. Thank you. So we've got two songs left to piece. You are now on Lightning Bolt. I am. I'm going with
1: Pendulum here. Nice. Uh, cool. Listen to these lyrics here. We are here and then we go. My shadow left me long ago. Understand what we don't know. This might pass. This might last. This may grow. Easy come, easy go. Easy left me a long time ago. Hmm. God, if that doesn't describe how I feel these days, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I love the the uh, shadow line too. It makes me think of Peter Pan chasing his shadow. Yeah, you know. Um, there's something so. Whimsical about about the song, but but also, uh, it really does a wonderful job of capturing um, this state of just frustration that that comes with greater awareness, you know. Uh, and, and you really do feel like, at least I do, I, I feel like I'm just on this this pendulum in my life where there are times where I, I feel, gosh, I really got to figure it figured out. I, I really feel like I'm in a good place and, I, and then there's other times where man it just swings the other way and hmm. I, I feel confused, I feel lost I feel <laughs> and, and I think that that uh, the shifts perhaps I don't know if they they come and go more often now or if they're they're just more prolonged than they were in the past. I really don't know uh, but I, I do know that I understand, what we don't know and more specifically what I don't know Uh, there's a quote I forget who said it It said uh, you know um, you can can really truly build real success in your life when you don't care who gets the credit Mm. this idea that you know when, when you're working together with people if you focus less on getting credit for yourself and more on just taking advantage of resources and in a good way, I don't mean exploit, exploitation, uh, but, but in, in, in addition to that, being aware of what you don't know. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of, I think when I was younger, I would I would feign knowledge of things, you know, not in a pseudo intellectual way, but or maybe, maybe so at times, but <laughs> I, I, I think uh, there's just this this part of being young where you you, you want to give off the air that you know a lot or more perhaps than you actually mm-hmm. do. And I think that as I've grown older, I've become more comfortable with admitting when I don't understand something because there's something very, I think, attractive to me about curiosity. And I want to model that for my kids. But I think it's through that I'm able to actually acquire the knowledge and the understanding and the depth and breadth of of, of just connection to the world around me that I wouldn't have otherwise. So instead of pretending, just be more authentic. I, I think this song does a really nice job of 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 helping me express that. so
0: Excellent choice. I love it. I love that that, that selection. All right. Uh, My second to last song here comes, well, it comes from No Code. All right. No Code was an interesting album to choose from. On one hand, like I mentioned before, I thought I would choose around the bend as a nod to my kids. Mm -hmm. And it was my choice for a while, but ultimately I couldn't, I couldn't hold off present tense.
1: All right.
0: but not Great choice,
1: by the way. I had yeah. I had, a, I had, a tough one. Yeah. But I had a hard
0: time leaving that I one think, off. I feel like we probably both struggled between those two, and then you just kind of tilted one way, and I tilted the I other. I did, yeah. You can spend your time alone, redigesting past regrets, or you can come to terms and realize you're the only one who cannot forgive yourself. It makes much more sense to live in the present tense. man,
1: that's some of the best set of lyrics in the entire catalog, by the way.
0: Incredible. And, and this this sums up a lot of my adult life as I was learning to trust myself and my gut, to trust my experience and the lessons learned. And as I look forward, my experience and the confidence in myself is making me ask all the right questions to follow up what you just said. Namely, I'm getting something out of this all-encompassing trip. Yes, yes, I am. Only time will tell for sure, but at least I've finally gotten my mind right. And I think, you know, as we kind of tilt towards the end of this album here, second to last track, I wanted to bring it around. And I thought that present tense was um, really the right way to, to turn the headspace around towards the positive and, and looking, from, looking at the present, obviously, but into the future as well. Um, with the knowledge that one has gained from the past and pretty much most of the songs before this were what made me and now this is kind of who I am as a callback to uh, whoever said. So that's where I'm at here. Second to last track, Present Tense. Fine choice. So you are going to end with your Gigaton track. What have you got?
1: Mm -hmm. We've reached Gigaton. Uh, I struggled with this a lot Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's why I think it was an appropriate uh, ending for me here because I think I struggle now more than I ever have in my life, uh, and, and that's not a bad thing. I think that that's an that's an, to I'm your really point, curious. That, that's encouraging. To here. I've got two songs here. Oh, you uh, can't do two if you want. Well, it's a shout out to to, to retrograde, but that's okay. not on my track. Uh, okay. Mostly because I, I think climate change is is the the issue yeah. of our time. It is the, the issue. It supersedes and overshadows anything else we could possibly talk about it, 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 it in a way that dwarfs them and uh to have conversations and be enraged and livid with the idea that, that anything else could matter more than that to me just seems uh at the you know at, at the risk of sounding petty petty
0: <laughs> it, it really uh, was like the on the cusp track for me and it, and it probably would have slotted into the same place start the album yeah. that way you know because um, it's, it's so important so it I really feel is i feel you
1: but i'm gonna go with dance the clairvoyance mm. uh, for a few reasons if there was ever a song that i think really hit the the nail on the head for me it's this one i musically speaking i think it it, it but, man it, if this doesn't reflect me in so many ways the idea that I'm always drawn to things that are that that are outside the box. I'm drawn to to thinking that's outside the box. I'm I'm drawn to Pearl Jam when they expand their horizons, and venture outside the box. Um, I think that you know I I I love such a wide variety of music. You know everything from if you look at my vinyl collection, it's a humble collection, but I've got everything in there from Patsy Cline to Nina Simone, uh, Sam Cooke, Pearl Jam. Um, you know we got Nirvana in there I mean it just it spans this wide spectrum I got metal in there you know Black Sabbath the Who classic rock and I think that this song in a lot of ways is very much that idea just kind of expressed through the music of Pearl Jam but if you, if you think about the lyrics of this song uh, save your predictions burn your assumptions love is friction Man, if that isn't the truth, I don't know what it is. Right for comfort. Endless equations and tugging persuasions. Doors open up to interpretation. Expecting perfection leaves a lot to ignore. When the past is the present and the future is no more. When every tomorrow is the same as before, the looser things get, the tighter you become. It, I don't know. It, it's, it, it's so present to me. You know mm. what I mean? There's so much about this, this idea of, of these predictions that we keep making. That, that I don't need to hear any of these things. Not because I, I want to be tone deaf to them, but but because it, to quote William Goldman, who wrote you know this great line about Hollywood: nobody knows anything in Hollywood. You know, everybody talks about how they all know what will sell and and, and what will appeal to the audience. Nobody knows anything. You know what I'm saying? It's just conjecture <laughs> and guesswork. Um, but I think there's a lot about that. Everywhere, it's, it's that way in politics. It's that way in in, in uh, music. You know i mean it, uh, some of the, the biggest bands that ever arrived were bands that took risks and, and did yep. things that nobody else was doing that i'm sure a lot of people heard this and said you're nuts man nobody's gonna want to listen to this That was radiohead me for i mean radiohead's family. uh for sure you know I mean, I, I, I mean radiohead did this with okay computer a major departure from their sound uh, i i think pearl jam took a lot of risks too you know i think they did that basically from uh I, I would argue from Vitology on, to be mm-hmm. quite frank with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're a better man for it. And I, I think if I want to be a better person, then th- that's, that's a model to follow, you know? Um, to Burn my assumptions about things. You know, accept the fact that, that love is friction, and, uh, you know, I'm going to I live in a world where I'm just filled with endless equations and these tugging <laughs> persuasions and, and, and doors opening up to interpretations. And, and you know, I, sometimes I find myself expecting perfection of myself or of others. Yeah. Which is just unrealistic. Um, and it leads a lot to ignore, you know. Or endure. Uh, or endure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, I think that that song for me is, is, is so very much where i'm at right now on a lot of levels
0: um, It's it's a great choice i uh i don't think i looked at it close enough because like i said retrograde kind of hit me in the face as pretty obvious to kind of tick a box yeah and i was looking at whoever said because i love the music so much now and then i was like oh you know what this is a great table setter because it really kind of it's it, it lays out what's to come and then for sure. circles back perfectly for me uh, it's a perfect my,
1: perfect opening track for you
0: yeah in, in the way that it's going to bookend my last song here um off of avocado and that song is inside job nice good and finish yeah i i thought it would, it would be a great way to end things and uh, the self-titled record really kind of chose this song for me i think it stuck out like a sore thumb um and it's a great bookend. like i said to whoever said um i like this to end my track list not only for the outstanding music but Because the theme Mike wrote about, ultimately, it's on me to use the confidence gained from the last song, Present Tense, and learn to do better for myself and those around me, to be the human light and to shine. And again, when you think about where we started at whoever said in the state of the world and not wanting to um, give up on satisfaction and to end with this with all of who I am in between felt like a felt like the right way to kind of end this whole thing. So, um, and it ends in a wonderful, epic, anthemic way. Um, that it just, it, it chose itself. It was, it was, it was easy for me in that regard. So inside job finishes it off for me.
1: Solid ending, my man. Solid Thank you. Ending.
0: you too. And, uh, I want you for our listeners at home who are like, it's been forty minutes. What now? What, what, what did you guys? What was, what was that? Um, go ahead and rifle through your list to me one more time.
1: Okay. Uh, now I have to pull it up again. <laughs> Let's see. I'll go from memory. So from ten, I had black. From mm-hmm. versus, I went dissident. Mythology mm-hmm. was nothing, man. No code was around the bend. Uh, yield was wish list. By uh, I did evacuation. Mm-hmm. Uh, riot act. I went uh, Crop Duster. Uh, Let's see. Then we had Avocado, right? So Mm -hmm. I went... um, Gosh, what did I have on there for Avocado? Gone. Uh, Gone, thank you. Um, And then into Backspacer, where I went Fixer. Pendulum off Lightning Bolt. And Dance the
0: Clairvoyance off Gigaton. All right. Well, uh, I'll give you my list again. Whoever said from Gigaton, Break or Fall from Binaural, Whipping from Vitalogy, Jeremy from 10, Faith from Yield, You Are from Right Act, Rats from Verses, Mind Your Manners from Lightning Bolt, Force of Nature from Backspacer, Present Tense from No Code, and Inside Job from Pearl Jam.
1: Now, one of these days, we'll do a similar exercise, but we'll limit ourselves to just the B-sides. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> oh, God. We'll just pick four, four, uh, four or five. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, what do you guys think? What did you think of our choices? What what speaks to you. I I really am interested to know, you know, you can tell me what your favorite song is and that might be the same thing, but it might not be, you know,
1: clearly when Paul puts evacuation on the playlist,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like go dig into these songs and tell us what songs are you, what one song off of each record is you or, or a facet of you. Um, And let us know. I, I would, I'm so interested to see what you guys say. And until I read that, online and comment and love it we're gonna give you our lyric of the week this week's lyric of the week we are going back to the very first album we're going back to 10 and we're doing why go Okay, Paul. Well, why go? Tell me what you got.
1: Um, you know when I when I first heard the song, everybody knows the parallels with, with other songs in the catalog. With with a song like this, uh, you know you, you can draw connections to to a song like "Daughter" to to other tracks as well. But um, that there's something very. Um, I mean, it's tragic. You know, if you think about mm. a song like this, connect it with a song like Daughter and then go foxy mop Band."le I mean, it's, you know, you talk about a, a trilogy of songs. I mean, the mama son's one, but th- this is equally as dark in a lot of ways. Um, I have a daughter. You have, a, you have two sons, but I mean, as, as a father of a daughter, this idea that she would have to play pretend to be somebody that she's not. And this is a conversation, you know, my daughter's only seven, but I had this conversation with her recently just to get, she's at an age now where she's kind of exploring identity. You know, mm. what do I want to wear? Why am I wearing it? What do I want to listen to? Um, you know, she, 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 she'd kill me if I said this, <laughs> she and a friend of hers, she was like, yeah, we're going to, they wanted to start like a little club where they like all things that boys like, you know, like Pearl Jam and ACDC and, you know, baseball and football and it's it almost just for the sake of just being being different you know just mm. just being counterculture <laughs> as it were I love it and, and but it, it, it presented an opportunity for me to have a conversation with her about you know being authentic and what does that mean what does authenticity look like you know um, and then we had conversations about just the things that she's into and, and making sure that she felt comfortable and empowered to be able to say, you know, dad, I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe that's what you would like me to do, but it's not what I want to do and, and not feeling like she would disappoint me or not, not feeling handicapped by that fear of disappointing a parent. So I, I, I think that there's, there's so much here about trying to keep our daughters from feeling like clones from, from joining in this game that I think a, a lot of girls are are pressured into feeling like they have to play um i don't want that for any any girl i really really don't i'm, I'm a firm believer in, in 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 affirmation and self-validation and i'm I, I, you know every night well for a while every night my i would ask my daughter to do this affirmation in the mirror you know where, where she looks herself in the eye and, and, and affirms who she is you know i am young, I'm I'm not young. She is young, but (laughs) I I am strong. I am beautiful. I'm important. You know, I matter. Uh, Nobody's better than me. I'm not better than others. It just kind of goes around in that Mm -hmm. regard. But um, it's just unfortunate how easy we have become as a society to corrupting the sensibilities and the self-esteem and the confidence of young girls. And I feel like it, you know, there's this erosion in our culture specifically where you, you look at the things that they're into sometimes and the role models that they find themselves following on Instagram and, and uh, Mm. you know, uh, pop culture and things like that. And how, how great heroic women who have accomplished so much, it's not that it's uncool to not like, you know, to, to, to to not follow those things, but I don't know. I mean, there's, like, why why are we talking about uh some instagram model or or YouTube youtube sensation instead of somebody like amelia Earhart or marie curie or 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 somebody who's just you know jane goodall someone who's <laughs> who, who's who's truly made a lasting impact in the world that that transcends um and, and we can we can talk musically i mean i had this conversation with my wife the other day about adele you know uh, you know, that, that, that new track, uh, I think it's called, I don't know, if Easy on Me or Go Easy on Me. Mm-hmm. I saw a live performance of it. And it's just a, a, a pianist and her on a stage. And, and she doesn't need costumes and pyrotechnics and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, optical illusions and and all kinds of just, you know, theatrics. She, it's just her in a lovely uh, formal evening gown dress singing on a stage. And it's captivating. And and that's enough. You know what I mean? It's just, so, uh, w- w- when, when can girls grow up and, and just feel like it, that, that they're enough. And, and I want to, I want to get us to a place. I, it, it would be a beautiful thing to get us to a place where, where that's, that's enough.
0: Well, that's really well said And my, uh, my take here is probably not going to sound nearly as cool uh, or <laughs> insightful, but I'm going to try. Um, I love this song. And in this lyric, because while well, it's clearly a story it's a specific story that Ed has written. And I think he might've actually said one time that, he, that there's a, maybe a tie in with, uh, with leash actually as well. Mm-hmm. Like the, characters, the characters might be, um, I think it can be applied in a macro sense, uh, despite the context of time. And that in and of itself is sad. Of course, I think is kind of what you had been glossing over in a more specific way. The, the song in general uh, is about a girl in some sort of like mental hospital or some sort of halfway house or orphanage type of thing or a place for young adults, women, young women to rehabilitate their lives in some way. But this stanza speaks to something greater to me. This idea of being strong enough, being confident enough in yourself to go boldly into the world and to try to be what you want to be, as you so elegantly put. To question those at the top to add friction where those who make the rules want none, to challenge the flow and the status quo, you know, all when it would be easier to simply acquiesce and just be another one, be another number. It's easy to feel that this is almost a foregone conclusion in modern society, like the cards are stacked against you all the time. And we have, in many ways, minority rule in America. I recently saw. A map of Houston, Texas, where Representative Dan uh, Crenshaw's district is, and I saw it drawn out and and highlighted in color. This is no affront to him. I don't really have an opinion one way or the other on him um, too strongly, Uh, and it's not even about him. It's it's about the districting. It is the most perverse thing I've seen in politics, and I, I know there are hundreds of districts they're drawn just like it. It's it, it like it's literally drawn to avoid parts of the city, even though it shouldn't be that way. And for anyone unaware of what gerrymandering is, it's the idea that those in charge draw maps of representation to minimize differences in all aspects of life, like race, income, and religion, to name just a few. Competitiveness in those areas is ultimately moot. And even if a city is primarily one way, the districts are drawn so that that majority is somehow all in one or two districts. It's, it's just fucked up. And it happens all the time, all over this country, regardless of party, though, let's be honest, it's mostly Republicans who do this. But that, that, that isn't even the point. My point here is that the people in the areas that are so clearly gerrymandered can easily feel like, what's the point? Might as well just live my life and not try to fight an obviously unfair fight. This acquiescence, this forfeit of one's pride and dignity is depressing. And we ultimately, not by choice, well, for most of us, fall into the background, fall into the crowd, like a game of where's Waldo. To the companies who control the politicians, who inevitably help create these disadvantages, we are but numbers and nothing else. Our data, who we are, is a commodity to be sold, traded, and exploited. And how many times have you just checked agree- to the terms of service from dozens of companies online. We all do it, I am not innocent here. Sometimes we do actively, quote unquote, join the game and inevitably become clones. And in some aspects of life, it's Pandora's box. We'll never put that toothpaste back in the tube. But for some things, we must resist and fight. We must stand firm for our beliefs, for our dignity, for our pride, and sometimes for our existence. And this song is incredibly powerful. And when you dive deeper into some of these sections, you see the layers to which it's speaking. And I think between the two of us, from a macro perspective, that anybody could latch on to feeling like just part of this just sludge of life and just the masses, this, this faceless masses. Um, a, great, a great example would be that frame in the Do the Evolution video where there are all the workers in their cubicles that don't have doors and they're all faceless. And that's what many of us feel like. And I know this song is about a girl who feels this way and can't be herself. And you really hit the nail on the head on that specific flavor of this, but let's pull out. And I think between the two of us, we kind of showed that it's, it's about fighting against that and, and pushing against um, those that will minimize us.
1: Great. Wonderful. You said that beautifully. I, I, I'm actually shocked that you actually thought I was a tough act to follow on that one, man.
0: <laughs> you Very were. eloquently said. Well, you know, it's thank you. But anyways, I won't I won't even try. I won't even try. I won't even try. <laughs> Let's then go to our live cut of the week.
1: Ready to stand
0: up? card of the week this week, why go? Ooh, early 90s. What do we got? We're going to pink pop, man. Yes. We're going to pink pop. I love it's, it. Uh,
1: it's an iconic show, June 8, 1992. Uh, vintage Pearl Jam, vintage performance. I don't know how you top this. <laughs>
0: as you said before the song kicked off is an epic performance. Uh, Dave Aperzeus made for the song and uh, the Ed, Hey, Hey, well before Jeff comes in always so powerful. I love the crowd finishing Ed's why with go home in the first chorus. That's massive. And that, like I said, that show was just so powerful and epic that the crowd totally bought in and this was even before Jeremy blew them into the stratosphere. Yeah, This show was like your last chance to see Pearl Jam as the little band no one knew about. You know, even though obviously they're at a festival, it's a big crowd. People were starting to pay attention, but they weren't the stratosphere band just yet. And oh, so yeah. I always think about this performance. Um, the storm,
1: the clouds are brewing.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like Take this, this performance and then think about Drop in the Park. And, it, and they're both equally powerful, but one is after they've hit it into the yeah. into the stratosphere, and one is before that's quite happened. And it's just really cool to see the two of them um, back-to-back, if you're listening to them back-to-back. But Why Go from this performance was always a standout. This is a great choice.
1: Glad you approved.
0: What do you, what do you guys think about Why Go? You got some uh, obscure take from, from Rome, or uh, the fourth time they played... Miami in that year or whatever it was <laughs> I'm curious what you guys Think about that live cut it's a wonderful track There you go That is the episode for this week you guys We uh, we really appreciate you guys listening in Every week um, This was episode 90 Episode 90 Paul We are creeping closer To the century mark You sure are
1: we're going to have to celebrate What are we going to do Party like it's 1999 <laughs> <laughs> Or like it's a in our victory over the Dallas Cowboys in the opening round of the 2022 playoffs.
0: You know what? I, I will I will give you um, I'll give you a small round of applause for doing a lovely callback and coda to the very first thing we talked about. But I will not applaud that specifically. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, gang. Uh, We look forward to talking to you guys or listening to you guys or talking to you guys through this and you listening to us next week on this show. Until you do, you have been listening to The State of Love and Trust.